Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker, and we head right to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And former Cardinal Jason Markey joins us now on 101 ESPN. Uh, Jason Marquis, great to have you with us. First of all, how are you doing this morning? We're doing pretty good. How about you guys? Everything's great. And it, we always appreciate having you uh, on the air here in St. Louis because you were a contributor to that World Series championship team. And I know that that was uh, one of the highlight years for you. Anytime you win a championship, right? Oh, without a doubt. I'll tell you that three-year run we had in total from 04 to 06 was pretty special all the way around, you know, we had our core group of guys, but we also had a lot of guys come in from different organizations and uh, from trades and minor leagues. And I think it just made a special group, but we all had one common goal in mind, and that was just to, to win as many games as possible and bring a championship back to St. Louis. Even though you won the World Series in 2006, have you ever played on a better team than the 2004 team? I'll tell you, our 04 was probably the best team I've ever played on from the chemistry to the talent just to playing the game the right way. I mean, I've been on a lot of teams, and that's not to discredit any team I've played on, but we had some really, really smart and talented guys on that team. Jason, speaking of teammates, we want you to tell us a little something about one of our teammates, Brad Thompson. you got to have a Brad Thompson story that you can share with us that is is safe well, for the airwaves, but that we can use against him at some point. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's anything in particular. I mean, Brad, Brad was just a low-key, humble yeah, he was this young, nervous rookie who came in and big eyes, wide open, really didn't say much. He was a prankster, you know, he hung with the likes of, uh, you know, obviously the relievers stick together, the Randy Flores, who's now a big part of the organization, uh, you know, the Israel Housens who took him under his wing. But, you know, obviously he could talk a lot now, so <laughs> he had a lot of stuff that, that he held in back then that he's getting out now. But Brad is a, a first-class person, first-class baseball player. I got a chance to see him the last few years from our fantasy camps to announcing a few Cardinals games over the last two years for, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all those good things. But Brad's a, Brad's a really good dude, first-class guy. So if he was quiet, Jason, when you were around him, were you surprised that he's so successful in his media career? Well, I think, you know, back then it was a different. It was almost like a, even when I came up, more so when I came up, there was a pecking order, you know, eyes open, ears open, mouth shut, right, as a young guy, and you – you saw the way you made up the food chain, and uh, you sort of just learned from the veterans who, who controlled the clubhouse and set a tone for the team. And I think Brad took on the role really well and has more of an old-school mentality him than the new, uh, the newer thought process. So, you know, he couldn't wait to speak his mind, and obviously uh, who knew he had this, this many good things to say. Now that we're sharing stories, everybody's got an amazing Chris Duncan story. We were teammates with him. You were teammates with him. And he was just such a fun-loving guy that we miss every day. So do you have a great Chris Duncan story that you can share with us as well? Uh, Chris, obviously, Chris was a, a great human being. It's a shame, obviously, that what transpired. But, uh, you know, he'll be missed forever, obviously, and was a big part of our club. And Chris, yeah, it was crazy how Chris 
you know, was just this, even though his dad was part of the team, same thing like Brad, this young, impressionable, just go-getter. Johnny Hustle wanted to do whatever it took to, to help the team win. And, you know, he was put in big situations. I can remember one time in Detroit. I mean, he, obviously he didn't know this, but, you know, he's in the box hitting this during the World Series, and you could see the, the backside of him, his back pockets, we call his butt, whatever, you, you know, <laughs> shaking like he was nervous standing in the box. Nervous, like, and it, it was just to see somebody in that level, but still come through in that situation, learning how to control those emotions. You know, he was so amped up, jacked up, nervous, excited for that moment, but knew how to control it just because he knew how important that moment was to him. And, uh, you know, that was him all the way around. He would do anything for anybody. Uh, you know, wasn't treated like a, a coach's son. He was, he wanted to earn his stripes, and, uh, and that he did. Jason Marquis, former Cardinal, with us on 101 ESPN. And Jason, when you came here in 04, you got your first real opportunity to start from game one through game 162. And you mentioned Dave Duncan. What was it that Dave Duncan did for you to make Jason Marquis better? Yeah, well, obviously going to in Atlanta as a young guy, being drafted by them as a prospect, you know, your hopes and dream is to, you know, pitch in the rotation with the Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz, which, which I did for a little bit. I thought I warranted enough to be there but obviously they want to go a different direction and uh coming to st louis and speaking with walt before i got traded and he said listen it's your job to lose you're going to spring training it's your job if if you fail you know we're gonna have to rethink the options but you know, i came in there with a challenge that they presented to me and was ready for it so i get to spring training and they obviously had the tape and knew what they wanted on me from what my stuff was from my forcing fastball to my slider to my changeup. And uh, really, the, the transpiring, the, the aha moment or where Dave Duncan really allowed me to become sort of the pitcher I was, we were throwing a bullpen one day in Jupiter. And it was one of the first bullpens. First few, he was just getting a feel for who I am, what I was doing, my mechanics, how I approach things. And so I'm throwing, I throw a forcing fastball, and I give the sign to whoever was catching me at the moment, you know, in spring training, uh, to throw a sinker. And I give him the sign, and I throw a sinker. Throw a sinker. Turns to me, he goes, I, he goes, I didn't, I didn't know you had a sinker like that. I said, yeah, you know what? I, I learned it. I always threw a two-seam grip as a kid because I had smaller fingers and it was a very comfortable grip for me. And he turned to me and said, listen, he goes, the velocity's still there. He goes, why don't you think if you could control it and keep it in the bottom of the zone with movement like that, instead of getting deep into counts, foul balls with your four-seam fastball. And back then, the up-and-down part, it was more east-to-west pitching, the knowledge. Mm-hmm. It was more east-to-west and bottom of the zone. And he said, listen, your goal is why don't you try to get miscontact, not swing and misses all the time. Worry about m- taking the ball off the barrel of the bat. That sinker's too good. He goes, that should be your primary fastball and use your four-seam as your secondary fastball so you can get quicker outs, three pitches every batter, you go deeper into the games, lower pitch counts, and really that was the revolution of how I became a, a sinker ball guy and learned really then how to use a sinker ball in different situations and different hitters and in and out. And so really that was the main – and that, that was within the first three weeks of meeting him. And then from there it was just little fine details to refine everything and stay on track. It's a great story, Jason. As somebody who's been in baseball your entire life, how are you observing what's going on between the owners and the MLBPA right now? You know, uh, Rob Manfred was on ESPN last night and called it a disaster. But as somebody who's a baseball lifer, what are your thoughts on what's happening with baseball right now? Yeah, listen, it's a very tough situation. And throughout the year, the uh, MLB players and the the union and the owners have you know argued over things. And there have been strikes, there have been delays, there have been stoppages, and there have been times that 
the eleventh hour, we got stuff done. And obviously, this is a uh, a different time with everything that's gone on with the uh, pandemic, if you want to call that. And uh, you know, listen, at the end of the day, there's got to be a compromise. We do have a strong union. We are headstrong. Uh, sometimes our ego and pride could get in the way, and sometimes we're not always going to get what we want. So there, there does have to be sacrifices that have to be made on both ends. Listen, for the sake of the game, even for the sake of the individual player, where you, you need your body to get in baseball mode to be, even be ready for next year, because it's, it's almost like every play in the major leagues went on the DL, and everybody knows that next year coming off the DL, especially as a pitcher, sometimes you're not as sharp, right? So it's almost you could use it as a, a full year spring training so you're ready for next year. And listen, some sacrifices going to have to be made. I want to see the game of baseball played. They do. But at the same time, it it's, can't be done at the expense of losing everything that we stand for also. Now, I really haven't dove too deep into the details, but there just should be a compromise just to get everything going in the right direction. I mean, I, I think we need to play, but – not at the expense of giving up everything we believe in also. Final thing for Jason Marquis, apparently if you do play in 2020, it's going to be with the designated hitter in the National League. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you know, you don't even have to ask me that question. You know, I don't like that answer. I mean, I love being part of the game in every man. I love being in a box. I love pinch running. I just feel like I'm a baseball player instead of just a one-dimensional skilled pitcher. You know, I, I enjoy that part of the game, getting in the box. It keeps me more engaged. Even on non-pitching days, I'm engaged. But I, I, I like the way it's set up with the with the pitcher hitting. I wish they were like that in both leagues, but we know that's never going to happen. But if, if that's what it takes for this year, I, hopefully it's a one-year thing and they don't implement it for the long term. I think a lot of the stuff that they really should do for this year should be just for these three months, and when it's over, it's gone for the, for the foreseeable future, whether it's the DH even from the sole fact of like even stats, like don't even keep stats this year other than wins and losses, mm-hmm. right? Who scores the most runs? We win, right? And and don't hold it against it for guys' future contracts. I think that you know that may go a long way too. But but back to the DH, you know, I like seeing the pitcher in the box. Said from the 2005 Silver Slugger Award winner <laughs> in the National League with the Cardinals, Jason Marquis. Great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. We do appreciate it. No problem, guys. Anytime.